here with Ray Vega. We just finished playing the Northampton Jazz Fest. It was awesome. Uh, really psyched about our next performance at Dizzy's Club Coca-Cola coming up on Thursday. And I just got a few minutes to talk to him and pick his brain about a few things. And I uh, just want to say thanks for doing this with us. Cool. It's good to be here. Ask away. <laughs> <laughs> All right. There's a whole bunch of... Um, I hope I have answers. Oh, I mean, not just questions you talk. Well, the first thing I want to um, ask about is uh, what you're currently working on, um, what's happening right now, 2015, um, your current projects, and then what you see in the near future. Well, I currently, I am a, uh, I spent many years as a musician in New York City, but uh, since 2008, I've taken a full-time teaching position at the University of Vermont which as uh it's good because it's it's it it offers me a lot a lot of things that I did I uh otherwise could not offer my family and um so so I moved to to, to the Burlington Vermont area in 2008 and so I've been living up there and so uh, you know a couple of family things I have a child with special needs and it, that was really the 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 the, the focus for making sure that he gets good services so and they're very good in the vermont area so when i was offered the teaching position it was kind of a no-brainer that that was the logical thing to do in order to take care of him and then the last couple of years many people know that my oldest son has, has had some uh, a series of health uh, issues and so it's so my time has been uh, somewhat uh, my time focus at actual performance has diminished considerably but i'm still i'm, I'm i teach music and and uh, I've had I've been involved in a couple of good projects as of late. And in in 2010, I recorded a two trumpet record with Thomas Marriott from Seattle. It's called East West Trumpet Summit, and that actually did quite well. And it it actually did it got up to number one in uh, in jazz jazz uh, um, I think it's Jazz Week the radio the radio pollers. So we did good with that. And then uh, uh, in 2014, I was able to release. Uh, a record on the Truth Revolution label uh, called uh, Chapter Two. Uh, I just recently recorded another two trumpet record with Thomas Marriott. Uh, that should be re released uh, on Origin Records, as was the first one. That should be released in January of 2016. And uh, I'm composing quite a bit. I was cited at the University of Vermont as a uh, scholar uh they cited me for the work that i do so in february i'll be presenting a, a concert of new music uh so i'm i'm busy i'm not i don't have the horn on my face as much as i have but i am involved in the music in that i really feel like i'm i'm doing a job in the community that i'm at to mentor young musicians and to really help to develop what i consider to be the next uh uh, audience for jazz and they I see them come out the kids come out into local things that we do in the Vermont area you know so it's good I I, I, I still stay busy come to New York do some things I played with Spanish Harlem Orchestra a couple of months ago when it came through Vermont so as I'd like to be more involved but uh, with family with family commitments and responsibilities you, that really comes first but I, I, I enjoy playing I enjoyed playing tonight we're going to be playing at Dizzy's this week uh, I still you know is I'm kind of uh, a, a, I would say that I'm a very involved fan 
more than I am an actual player. I still play. I enjoy doing it. But the time is very, the timing of things and the way that they've happened, you know, I have to really respect the challenges that are ahead of me. So I've been focusing on taking care of my um, two sons, and that takes up a lot of time. My my older son's situation has had me traveling away a lot in summers and during school breaks. So setting up touring and stuff like that has been difficult. But I have the faith that things are going to eventually uh, uh, calm themselves down, and I'll be able to to uh, uh, be more proactive in being able to do work with my Latin jazz group, uh, which, which, uh, you know, we, you know, you went with us to Europe, uh, like, was it two years ago, a year and a half ago, we went to Europe and, uh, we played at Zinc Bar recently. I I, I want to pursue that a little more. I want to pursue also, uh, um, I mean, most of my career, my body of work is really uh, uh, is really centered around the uh, Latin thing. But I really enjoy playing uh, more pop-oriented music. So that's why my last two records uh, are uh, of that. The kind of music that I'll be presenting in the concert of new music will be also straight-ahead jazz. In Vermont, I have a, 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 a series of different groups that I work with that I lead. Some kind of commercial, funky kind of stuff with some latin field and i do some jazz situations but but you know uh i always feel like i'm um i have to be the one kind of leading the way and that that gets kind of tiring i like to get away from from having to have to be the one giving all of the direction and i like to play with the cat so that's why i enjoy like for instance the opportunity tonight to see the musicians that were playing in the other bands and then also to play with you guys and then of course this week we'll be at dizzy's uh so what i see in the future oh, coming up would will be another quartet recording most likely will be done on the east coast my the last quartet recording that i did uh well, chapter two that was recorded in Seattle, Washington, and produced by Thomas Marriott. So, uh, I take it one step at a time. I'm not in a hurry. I did. I've. I've. My body of work uh, is is is. is kind of neat and I got a, ch- a chance to work with a lot of people but you know you have to be mature and understand the the the, the uh, what should I say the station in life in which you are and then you just deal I don't know if I answered your question but <laughs> you did okay. you did and I mean, you know what's wild is like your, your playing is so great and I'm not just saying that because oh. we're playing and we have another show at Dizzy's but man it's amazing <laughs> and I, man your playing has I love your solos, even when you were with Mongo, and um, especially a lot of those solos really, really stuck in my mind. That was and then a fun band. That was a fun band. Mongo was a great band leader. You know, he really he expected the guys in the band to write. So it was good because we always played his standards. But whatever version of Mongo's band you saw, you were going to see guys in the band writing for the band. So that was always kind of neat. And a lot of band leaders don't like to do that. So it was an interesting learning situation with Mongo. You know, in retrospect, I got to tell you something. I really wished it. I, I was in this, that was like the first big name group that I got in and I was really immature. And if I could, if I could go back in time uh, with a more, better, more mature mindset i i think i could get more more work there done and have more uh be a little bit more productive but it was an amazing time it was between 1980 october of 1987 up until may of 1992 
May, June of 1992. It was a good run with one of the greatest musicians of all time. And you, you did Mongo and then Ray's band and then yeah, Ray Tito's? Band, yeah, Ray Barreto's band. Uh, I was with Mongo and then uh, went with uh, Ray's band for a while in, in 1990. And then but Ray's, there was some conflicts of, of, of travel conflicts with Ray that I couldn't make it. So then I, 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 while I was in Ray's band, I was still doing Mongo's band. And then I, uh, I couldn't finish up. I couldn't do a tour that Ray had. So then I stayed with Mongo. And when I left Mongo, I, then I went to Mario Bowser's band for not that long, but it was a hell of a learning experience. It was about nine months. And it was pretty, it was like... It was like boot camp, man. A lot of great players: Potato Valdez, Victor Paz. It was it was a hell of a band. So then, and then from there, I went to Ray Barreto's group, New World Spirit. He he then he remade a new group, and uh, that was with me and Jay Rodriguez in the front line. And then Jay left, and then it was myself and Adam Colker, who by the way was at the jazz festival today. And and then uh, from. For a while, I was doing Ray's gig and Tito Puente's gig with the Latin, his Tito's Latin Jazz Ensemble, and I was able to balance both gigs for a while. But you know, after a while, you know, you you can only do so many. You can't be in two seats at once. And then in 1985, I left Ray's band and and joined uh, uh, State. I mean, I started with Tito in '93, so between '93 and '95, I was with both bands, and. Uh, but there was too many conflicts, and 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 I didn't really, you know. I mean, I loved, you know, Tito's band was like a bank job. In other words, it was like, it was like real steady work, and it was a hell of an experience. But but the the closest what I can say about Barreto's band, his New World Spirit, that was like we had some moments in that band. It was, it was like being in like, like every night it was different, and it was incredibly incredibly uh creative and i really felt kind of bad leaving that band but i had to you know i had uh, i was interested in buying a house and stuff like that and tito's just the volume of work was overwhelming there was no way that i could pass that up especially with a young family and then i joined tito's band and did that from nine steady because i started stumbling on the band in 88 but I, st I went on the band full time in, in on my birthday, April third, in nineteen ninety three, and then I went. I was I was with him until really the last concerts we did were April of two thousand when he got sick in Puerto Rico and then he passed away soon after that. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I I, I kind of got away from your question. I think no, it, it wasn't even a question. I was just seeing the 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 your. What you, which bands you were doing in which oh, order? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, and then Tito's band until two thousand, and then. Uh, but while I was with Tito's band, I was playing with 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 Johnny Pacheco. I was playing with uh, with La India's first band when La India first left Eddie Palmieri. Uh, Oscar Hernandez put a band together for her, so I was doing that band and Tito Puentes at the same time. Uh, I was I played with Tito Nieves when he first put a band together. Uh, I was with Hector Laveau, uh, eighty seven and eighty eight. I was with uh, Peter Conde Rodriguez. That was a that was a heck of an experience. And I know oh, Luis Perico Ortiz. I was also with Louis Ramirez. It was a great it was a great time. You know, I got to travel a lot with Johnny Pacheco, Larry Harlow. I got to play with Harlow in the 2000s. I played with Harlow from like 2004 to 2000. 
six or two thousand six. That was a great experience. I, I would say that like of all the bands that I loved from that classic salsa era of, of Fania, I got to play with those guys with all of the leaders, Ray Barreto, because I played not only Barreto's jazz group, but I played in the salsa band. So I got to play with Barreto, with Larry Harlow, Johnny Pacheco, Peter Conde. I got to play. I, I played with Casanova and Montuno when when Hector Casanova had his own band, and then I worked with Hector again in. Uh, in Pacheco's band. And so all that time, like in early from 88 and up until 93, when I went full time with Tito, I was really mixed in the world of, of salsa and, and Latin jazz. And then once the Tito thing kind of took off, there was no time to do anything else. And then Tito died in 2000. And then from that point, at that point, I did some work with Palmieri, uh, on and off from 2000 up until 2000, I want to say 2002-ish. I kept uh, doing gigs on and off with Palmieri's band. So that's another gig. That's another band that I got a chance to work with. Another from the great, from the great, uh, what do you call that? The golden era, I would say, of, of salsa and of New York salsa. You know, so anyway, yeah, so a lot of different. And then once Tito died, I, I played with Nick Payton for a while, but I, I concentrated on my own music as well, and then just got involved in just a lot of surviving in New York, playing classical music or contemporary classical music, and and just being you know commercials. I played with Arturo Farrell and the Afro Latin Jazz Orchestra when they were when they were housed at Lincoln Center, uh, so. Yeah, I, I can't complain. A lot of nice things, but, you know, it's part of that thing. When you're in New York, you know, you best take care of business because there's a lot of good work there. And I think for, you know, uh, for a trumpet player, I, I think I did okay for myself. I got a chance to play with with all the bands that I really enjoyed. I'm not really interested in playing with anybody at this point. Of the older bands, there's really nothing there. You know, I... I um, so... I, I go out. I I I'm, I teach and I play and I try to stay busy and and always look forward. I had a good past, but I I look forward to other stuff in the future as well. That's not necessarily dinner. Salsa doesn't really on that level doesn't exist anymore, and there are no big touring bands like that of what you know. That whole idea of going out with Mogus Santa Maria for five weeks on the West Coast and 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 playing in clubs for a week long and then recording, that's over across the board. So I think I caught the tail end of that. And um, that's kind of sad. But I got to do... So I, I'm going to do this way. Everybody wants to be a band leader. And I got to be honest with you. I learned a lot from, from working with good, with good leaders. And the bottom line is this. What I'm finding now is that there's a whole, everybody's got to be super nice to everybody on gigs. And I have to tell you something, man. Guys like Tito Puente did not pull punches when they wanted to straighten you out. Same thing with Ray Barreto, Mongo. These are tough band leaders that demanded a lot, a lot. And I'm, I see a lot of young players that are coming up right now with major major um how shall i say i don't want to say attitudes but they are they feel that so much that so much so much is entitled they're entitled to so much but they haven't paid any dues and the reality of it is, is that 
you know they lack there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of deficiencies in their playing because they haven't gone through the 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 process of going through that oven and having a uh, you know a band leader man Mario Bowser man he'll call you out on your stuff in in no time and then of course I was men- being mentored by great musicians on the scene you know you're sitting in a trumpet section with Victor Paz or on a, you know whether it's with Mario Bowser's band or doing a television show or doing uh Jingles for TV, you know, Victor won't let you get away. He's not going to be nice about it. And he could have had me fired many times. He was hard, and I love him for it. And we're good friends. But, but that's the way, you know, things have changed a lot. So I'm happy I did what I did, and uh, I look forward again new stuff. And just to mention, I remember when I first heard your first record. I believe it's your first record, Ray Vega. Yeah, red cover. Right, red cover. right. That nineteen ninety six. That set it all up. Like, you, you, that was fun. Yeah, tell me about that. And then you went in your other titles. Yeah. And, and I think yeah. Operation was another that one. Was the second one. Right. Yep. Well, I got what happened was in, in uh, I got signed to Concord Records in in nineteen ninety five. Uh, I remember they called me. I closed on my house. And I went to my chiropractor because my back was killing me after the closing because I was so stressed out. And when I got home from the chiropractor, my wife told me that uh, John Burke from Concord Records had called and that they were offering me a record deal. So I called him, called him John, and he says, it's funny because that was the day of closing my house. So they, we signed, I signed with Concord. I did uh, a record with them. Oh, the timing of the record, of the release of the record was tough. It was, it came out in 1996, but a month after it was released, the big distribution companies in the in the business, uh, so the distribution companies that were giving it to retailers, because the business was very different back then, they got wind that Concord Record was filing for Chapter 11. So my CD was then pulled. And so when the company went through, uh, well, uh, they went through some changes and then they came out a new uh, then I did my next record with them which was uh, Boberation now now the first record Ray Vega my first record with them and I and I kind of mixed it up there's some funky kind of things on there there's some Brazilian stuff on there there's kind of I want I don't want to say smooth jazz but there's some stuff that it's that's more radio play-ish I was really kind of spread all over the place I think sonically we captured something with the band, but it didn't really, but, but it was, I, I think the, there's a lot of good music on there, but it's kind of like a hodgepodge of a lot of different things. Now, the second record with them, which was Operation, that was well thought out because I sat with Nick Phillips, who was actually, he was the gopher on the Mongo Santa Maria, record, Santa Maria records that I was doing in the 1980s. He wasn't even a record producer. He was the guy that they would tell him, go get coffee and all that. And then he eventually became like a record producer for them and now he deals with with catalog stuff but Nick Phillips came to me with an idea because he had heard an arrangement that I did of Nat Adley's work song for Ray Barreto which really got them a lot of airplay and he says hey Ray why don't we do a record where you do tributes to your favorite trumpet players and then that's what Boberation is it's it's and and I gotta tell you something I, I, I think that that record is what got me 
into good standings with jazz radio throughout the nation. Uh, some people like well, BGO and 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 Bob Car- Parlocha and all of these different uh, well D- BGO in New York, but Bob Parlocha who's you know syndicated jazz radio DJ. Man, he and the rest of those folks they ran with it, so it got into heavy, heavy, heavy rotation. Unfortunately, that was released in '99, and. I was I was supposed to record over and, and go back and do another record and they did well with it, but then they got the the label started to morph into and I don't care I'm you know I'm not I have no uh, it's not sour grapes and I have no ill will towards any of those guys but they know what my opinion is about that you know Concord Records started out as a jazz label and it's not a jazz label right now it's a pop label and so I didn't fit within the I didn't fit in the in, in, in the new uh, image that they had for the company. So, and I and I found out, and I, I kept on trying to get a record done with them, another one, over and over. And then they put out a Christmas record with Arturo Sandoval. It was like a Conqueror Records Latin Jazz Christmas. And then I called him up. I said, what the heck is going on? You guys have been telling me we're going to record. We're not going to record. And then that's when they told me, no, we, we don't, we don't, you know, uh, uh, we can't we're not going to record you anymore and so then i went over to palmetto records but for company well going back to Concord records they didn't send me my release until the morning i was going to record my record with with palmetto uh which was recorded a couple of weeks after 9 11 okay so so it, on the morning that i was going to to pennsylvania to record my third cd which is my first cd on the palmetto label a cd called palante uh, the uh, Conquer Records, and they send a they send a release that morning to the folks in record. I have no ill will. I, I I say this more, you know. Good luck with Conquer Records. They could do whatever they want. I mean, they're not a jazz label. But I'm not really interested in what they do because I'm in a different kind of a mindset. I just kind of hope that young people hear this to know that they got to be real. They 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 can't get them. They can't allow themselves to to. They can't allow a record label to define who they are as artists. And they got to be real strong about it. And sometimes they wave money to you and stuff like that, or or the possibility. But you know, it's an open market now. It's a whole different thing, you know. And you don't want somebody dictating what you got to do. But anyway, I went to Palmetto. I put out a, a recording called. Uh, uh, Palante, nice band there with Willie Martinez and uh, Igor Atalita and uh, uh, Chembo Cornier, Bobby Porcelli. Who am I missing? Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, what do you call that? Um, oh, man, I'm going crazy over here. Boris Kozlov is playing bass on that. He's killing it. So I did one, I did a, a couple years after that, I did Squeeze Squeeze for Palmetto. And then they would just, you know, the company, the company went through their changes, their phases. And, and, you know, we amicably went our different ways. And I wish them, you know, they were great while wow, when they were happening. But, you know, the industry changes. So four Latin jazz records there. And then I waited a long time before releasing something new. Then in, the next one after that was the 2010 release on, on Origin Records with Thomas Marion and I co-leading a session called East West Trumpet Summit. And then uh, 
the session that was released now on your label, 2014, uh, which was recorded in Seattle, Washington, with uh, George Colligan on piano, Phil Sparks on bass, and uh, Matt Jorgensen on drums, and that's called Chapter Two. And that was good. That's an important recording because it's my first time so as a soul leader recording something that doesn't have percussion on it. So, uh, and I'm not putting down my Latin recordings, but it's just important that as an as an educator and as somebody who's somewhat, I, I, yeah, I'm a, I, I'm not an academic, although I'm involved in academia. Uh, it's important that people know that I that that I'm not the Latin guy, you know. If we need to do whatever we need to do, we're going to play music. We're going to play music regardless of what it is. So um, I needed to put out some some recordings that were different than what I had done previously. And with all of the recordings that I did with Tito and Mongo and, and Barreto and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, I needed to make some changes. So uh, that's what's happening with that. So now we're up to the present. Yeah, thank you for going through that. And for any of you guys that don't have any of those titles that he just mentioned, go out, pick them up, because that's such important history within music, modern music, Latin jazz, and especially going into, you know, where Ray has been with Mongo and Tito. And I, I think I just picked up a I few different records. The records I did with Tito. With Mongo, the first one we did was Soko Me Nice. Then we did one called Ole Ola. And then we did Live at, 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 at that Jazz Alley. With Beretta, we did Ancestral Messages and Taboo. That's what I picked up. Yeah. And then, man, with Bro Tito, man, I, something called Master Timbalero on, on Concord. And then. Uh, That's the, a bad record. Yeah. And then the one with La India. Uh, that's an interesting recording. <laughs> we won't get into that. I mean, I'm not. I don't live and let live. That's what I'm saying. It was an interesting session. But so we did one with La India, and then I did uh, uh, Tito's idea. I think for RMM. The problem was that we would sign the Concord Records, and everything was cool. But Tito also had management with Ralph Mercado, and at the time, Ralph Mercado had the RMM label, and they created some 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 weird dynamics and so it was a lot of push and pull but tito they worked tito to death i'm gonna tell you that much they they worked us to death but i don't even remember how many records i did with tito you know how to find them you go to allmusic.com yeah, and you type yeah, in ray vega yeah. and you shoot out a whole a big list yeah, of yeah, yeah of stuff I right mean, of stuff that i don't even remember i did you know, on other stuff, like, you know, some records that I recorded when I was in the Middle East, and, you know, as a sideman, and, yeah, it, it, that's that's a good site. That's a, but I, the, Tito, yeah, the Tito things, I, the last, the, the, the first Tito record that I did was Master Team Little. The last Tito record I did was the Eddie Palmer Tito Prince record called um, Asterpiece, Obra Maestra. But there was a bunch of Tito records, but I don't even remember. Right? Yeah. yeah, and, um, well... To to go off on that note, um, uh, make sure you guys go to truthrevolutionrecords.com and grab his last CD, Chapter 2, because um, it's a staple in Ray Vega's career. Incredible music, George Colligan on piano. It's like... It's such an amazing, and his original compositions are very important to listen to. I love well, them. This is the whole thing. Also, with this next record that I want to do, it's going to be all original music. It's going to be all original music. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm. I like. I love standards. 
I really love standards, but I but I want to I want to start to compose more. I mean, I've always composed, but the next record will be original music of my own and other people like new music. All right, truthrevolutionrecords.com. We're gonna have more Ve Vega coming up because we got a series that's called What Not To Do. It's where I ask questions (laughs) to great people, great musicians, record execs, you know, club owners, and I just tell them to tell us a list of what not to do. And it's sometimes hilarious, sometimes not as funny, but we're going to be releasing that soon. So um, I'll give you the first, I'll tell you the first what not to do. Don't buy into the hype. Be humble. Let older people who are gonna kick your butt, let them kick your butt and learn. And and it may bother you in the beginning, but it's the only way you're really gonna learn. But don't buy into the hype that other people gonna go, oh man, you you all that and all that. That's cool. And record labels, young people out here, believe me, they're not they're not into they're not into doing anything but making money for themselves. So just be real cool and make sure that you, you're in it for all the right reasons. Make sure that you're composing your music and own what is yours. I hear you. TruthRevolutionRecords.com. We're going to be at Dizzy's on Thursday. I'll be uploading this tonight or tomorrow. Hopefully I'll see you there. Thank you very much and take care. <laughs>